0: You are now listening to the Talk Your Jits podcast. Hello and welcome to the Talk Your Jits podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jujitsu. I'm your host Lamar Smith, and today's guest is a blue belt who trains at Elite BJJ located in Daytona Beach, Florida. Ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Hank Woodall.
1: Hey guys, I'm happy to be here.
0: Hey man, I, like I said once again, man, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your uh, sharing your journey with us, man. Yeah, man, I'm excited. All right, so let's just get started, man. Go ahead and tell the people um, what they want to hear, man. Um, tell us about your jiu-jitsu journey.
1: Yeah, man. So I'm going on um, going on year three right now. I've been training. Uh, pretty consistently. I fell in love with it from day one. I trained with a real small group of guys in Daytona beach. Uh, technically our gym is elite Muay Thai, but we've got a few guys who meet up for, uh, for elite BJJ. So, you know, we train, uh, I train there four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Uh, we do two days of Gi and two days of no Gi and then an open mat on Sunday. Uh, but we've got a really good group of guys and, uh, we'll also meet up at a, a teammate's house. And, and roll in his garage every once in a while. So we get tons of hours, uh, and, and like I said, it's just a really good group of guys. We, we roll really hard, we focus on competition. Uh, we don't keep a lot of new people around, it seems like, and I don't, you know, I don't know if that's because of the intensity, but we're always pushing our cardio and, and training really hard. So uh, it's a great group, and, and uh, you know, Central Florida in, in itself, and I do consider Daytona, even though it's on the coast, to be part of Central Florida. Is just so fortunate with the jiu-jitsu that we have around here. There's always open mats somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, great competition scene. Uh, you know, it's it's just it's it's a great place to be uh, for jujitsu.
0: Yeah, I, I I I can't wait to visit Florida because I my instructor says it a lot because he's from you know he's been down there before he actually lived down there before too so he's like yeah it's it's like jujitsu school like everywhere so I'm like
1: yeah they are man every every Sunday from twelve to noon. There's a place in Sanford, Florida called Kogito Jiu Jitsu, and uh, and they've got some absolute killers that they pump out of there. But pretty much, you know, anybody who uh, who takes the jiu jitsu serious in Central Florida meets up there every Sunday. And I mean, it's it's not uncommon for us to see some of the local UFC guys like Phil Rowe or Hannah Goldie uh, h- hanging out with us there and rolling every single Sunday, which is an amazing time, and it's open to absolutely everyone.
0: Nice, nice. So, um. How so so do you you compete as well?
1: Yes, I do. Every chance that I get I just competed uh this past weekend, actually.
0: Okay, and so do you do you like remember how many competitions you've done so far?
1: Uh, I'm not sure exactly. I know that I've had um uh, seven one on one, you know, uh matches or super fights, whatever you want to call those, but tournaments I I don't know probably I don't know, cl- close to t- around ten, maybe I've you know local tournaments, Naga tournaments. I uh, did a fight to win tournament out in Denver uh, a while back. Uh, so I, it's my favorite part of jiu-jitsu, and, and so I do it every chance that I get.
0: Nice, nice. So, um, cause I, I don't, I don't necessarily compete. Um, I did, I have done a tournament before, but I do plan on doing more um, next year or and so on. So when it comes to you know training for these tournaments, like like, like what do you like what do you do to get yourself in that, mi- that right mindset for, for these competitions?
1: Yeah, so um, it, with it being my favorite part, I don't know that I have to change a mindset leading up to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and like I said, my team we, we really push the pace. We're all pretty much competitors on the team. Uh, you know, we have a couple people who maybe haven't yet or, or choose not to, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I see these people that, uh, maybe on their fighter photos, you know, they mean mug the camera or, or they, they've got this animalistic behavior. I just, I just go out there and have fun and do what I do every day. It's no different. Uh, if I, if I felt like I needed to change myself in order to enjoy it or perform, I wouldn't do it. Mm, it it's, okay. it's, uh, it's, it's. I mean, it's the reason I train. I train to compete. I don't compete because I train. So there's there's real no change in what I do. Maybe I'll go a little extra hard on the cardio outside of the gym or, or you know, clean up my diet maybe a little bit. But mm-hmm. other than that, there's no real metamorphosis into uh, competition mode.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I get that because… Yeah, you have yeah, you have that competition mindset because yeah, that's what you, you do. I train for like the martial arts of it and I just so happen to be like, Hey, let's you know, let's give, you know, um you know, tournaments and competitions a try. So yeah, I can I can get that. Now Yeah, yeah there's nothing wrong with that. So like do you remember like your mo- that moment that you like fell in love with jujitsu or competing and just in general? Mm. It's hard to say. I, I don't know that there was a specific
1: moment, you know. I went to my first class, and, and like everyone, it was, you know, you get just just uh, really beat up on your first day. Yeah. And my first day was, was a gi class, which I, I prefer the no gi, but my first day was a gi class. And I remember the same guy, Cole, he's, uh, he's still on the team. He's still around every day. He he helped me learn how to tie my belt, and then you know, consequently, just turned around and and it really gave me a whooping the, on the mob <laughs> rolls later that day. So you know, I I don't know. I guess uh, I had moved to Florida from Alabama, and uh, and um, didn't really know anybody, and had started a new job, and uh, that gave me a, a somewhere to be and people to have friends, you know, to make friends with. So I, it was it was. Uh, Kind of all I had to do when I first moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. So I, I I would give that as my answer is that it gave me a sense of belonging and a group of friends uh, instantly.
0: Yeah, understandable. So you mentioned earlier about you know you prefer no gi. Like, what is it about you know gi versus no gi that you prefer like one of the one over the other? Um,
1: you know, I I really like MMA. And I feel like it's, it's uh, more applicable to no-gi, which you could you can obviously argue you know that the gi makes you more technical and, and all those things. And and I guess what it boils down to is I, uh, a lot of the uh, super fights and stuff around here, uh, like we have Laleo Code that puts on promotions every couple months. We have Submission Grappling Series here in mm-hmm. local in Central Florida that come, and they always do no-gi events. So I guess that it's my love for competing that, that wins me over to the no-gi side. I still train my gi and rarely complain. I wouldn't say never complain, but rarely complain about the gi. Uh, which obviously when I do roll with a with a really experienced gi player, it it changes my opinion a little bit. But uh I, I, you know I just like the no-gi. I like the uh I don't like I don't like the grip fighting. I don't like uh, uh you know all that kind of stuff. I, I'd rather stick to my my arm bars, triangles, rear neck chokes. So of course, you can all do those in the gi, but it seems like you've got to fight through all these crazy grips to get to your positions first,
0: <laughs> right? But um, it's funny because you know at our school we're not we're not a competition school or anything like that. But you know we do have those moments where we do train no gi. It's not not too many times, but you know, um, as of recently, since we've been doing open mats at our school, and I've been like. Yeah, I think I want to do no gi today, and I'm starting to like literally fall in love with no gi jujitsu because, yeah, like you said, you know, it in a gi it's like you you're fighting for grips, you're fighting for you know your fingers get burnt out if especially if you have one of those like hard like hard rolling classes, and something about no gi where you have to be a little bit more technical with grips because you don't have clothes to grab so you have to grab the wrist grab the arm or the neck or you know a limb and actually secure it with a grip versus a piece of cloth it it definitely slows a lot of stuff down too to me well yes. it kind of picks it up at the same time it, it slows it down because you really have to think about your next move like you can't just sit yeah. there and grab their gi and then think about okay what should I do next
1: oh yeah for sure for sure
0: like you have to, like you have to think on
1: the fly. I, I don't know. I guess it also just fits my body type better to be that's that quick and scrambling that you can get in no gi cause I'm a pretty small guy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, it's not that obviously small guys can work out in the gi too, but my kind of my style of always moving, um, uh, you know, I can't be, uh, pinned as easily, I guess is the word I want to go with, uh, without somebody grabbing my grips because you know if if a, if a heavier opponent gets me inside control uh, i feel like i can squirm my way out of that being smaller easier than i can break a really good gi players grips which of course that just translates into really that i should just be working on my gi more but but you know it, it's still about having some fun when it comes down to it i mean when i do tournaments i'll typically sign up for the gi and the nogi uh you know because they typically will have like a you get your second division for half the price or whatever yeah but yeah. but uh no nogi is definitely my favorite and i feel like it fits my my style better you know i'm one of the dirty leg lock kind of guys so <laughs> that all that all fits into my uh prerogative there
0: mm-hmm. nice 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 so um so how do you feel like jujitsu has like helped you in your personal, like, you know, uh, yeah, helped you in your personal
1: life. Yeah. So, uh, like I mentioned, I'm not a very big guy and you hear a lot of stories about people that have these amazing weight loss transformations, mm-hmm. uh, which is excellent. It's great. But when I started jujitsu, I was under 120 pounds. I was tiny, right? I'm like five foot seven. But when, when you're, when you're a, a you know, I'm a 22 year old guy. So, uh, your, your sense of Manliness or pride or whatever. A lot of times, it's tied up into like your physical strength and your physical abilities. Mm-hmm. And and jujitsu gave me a sense of confidence about myself uh, that I didn't have because I. You know, you can imagine if you're a if you're a 120 pound guy, there's not a lot. Uh, you, you might get a, you might get you know kind of picked on in high school or college. Not not in like a traditional bullying sense, but you know, you hear like, "Oh, go eat a burger." Uh, You know, a hundred times a day. But Mm -hmm. uh, my weight transformation—I went from under 120 pounds to uh, 158 was the most ever saw myself on the scale. And of course, I could keep eating and keep shoveling food in my face and everything if I wanted to get a little bigger. But being five foot seven, that 160-ish pound area is 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 what I feel like fits the best for me. Mm -hmm. And obviously, it's not all jujitsu. Obviously, jujitsu is going to make you burn calories but because i wanted to be good at competing and, and i wanted to you know beat the people i'm training with even even in the, the live roles and obviously if you're 120 pounds 99.9 of your training partners are going to be bigger than you yeah so although the jiu-jitsu specifically didn't make me heavier it certainly my my want my desire to win made me think better about my meal prep and make me uh, more motivated to get into the actual gym and lift weights and put on some mass, you know? So, so I would not have found that motivation for the eating, for the meal prep, for the protein shakes, for the hitting the gym after the, after the jujitsu sessions, if it wouldn't have been for jujitsu in the first place, giving me a reason to want to do that.
0: Definitely. And it's funny cause um, I I feel that same way, but, I'm kind of like on the opposite side. Like I was, you know, I was. All, I've always been a big guy, and since I've been training, I've I've dropped, you know, a considerable amount of weight. So um, I say this was back in, um, I want to say June or July when I when I did that first tournament, and I was kind of active. Well, I was active in the gym of training, but not like actually like trying to lose weight. Sort of, kinda, but. You know my weight. I was like two forty-seven, I believe, like two forty-seven, two fifty, and I lost a little bit of weight prior to this uh, tournament. But I still came in under super heavy. No, was it? No, it was ultra. It was ultra heavy. And like doing this tournament, it was just like me. It was just me, me and one other guy. And. I mean, I got manhandled. Like he was a he was big. He was a big, tall guy. He was like six three. I'm like five nine ish, and he was just solid muscle. And just to think, like man, if this is what I have to deal with as a big guy, this is gonna be stressful trying to do tournaments because you have a lot of weight coming down on you. Not just you know your weight, but you got another two, three hundred pound guy, you know, falling on top of you, and the you know at the downside of it once you're like super heavy it's like 240 and up oh yeah so it's just like oh man you don't know who you about to walk on the mats with but yeah so i made that you know i made that solid commitment like if i'm ever going to compete again i'm never going to compete that heavy so you know me being down to like 217 now and you know rolling more and i feel like a completely different person than I was, you know, training back then. But, like, yeah, I think I'm – I'll probably try to get down to, like, 200, maybe, 210, and I'll feel, like, a lot more comfortable, like, competing a little bit more heavier than I've, you know, than I've ever been. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's – and it's amazing what – obviously, getting into a weight that is ideal for your body is obviously good for your athletic abilities, but the things it does for you mentally – and yeah. personally, it's amazing as well.
0: Because it, yeah, because it gets, it's like that nagging feeling you get, especially when you're trying to incorporate whatever, like whatever it is with jujitsu, you're trying to incorporate that with everything else. It nags at you because like you get this strange feeling like, man, I am letting jujitsu down because you know for example I've you know with this with this podcast and I was like I've always wanted to start one but because everyone was starting a podcast but like I wanted to be like different so I was like you know I'm just trying to think of different ideas to do but I landed on jujitsu, and I'm like all right I'll do a jiu-jitsu podcast but as soon as I put that together it was nagging at me the whole entire time like hey it's jiu Jitsu time you you, you said you're going to do a jiu podcast let's get this jujitsu podcast going and it would not stop bothering me until I got it done and now you know me i'm 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 getting a chance to meet a lot of cool people who does jujitsu hearing and a lot of amazing stories and just you know just seeing how it impacts people man it's just it's been pretty cool man pretty pretty cool it sounds
1: like it i mean uh you know I've often thought about what I could do to uh, extend my jujitsu into my personal life. And I've, I, I don't think I'm tech savvy enough to do a, uh, a, a podcast of any sort, but, you know, uh, obviously competing helps that out. But, uh, you know, a lot of my spare time is used watching, you know, YouTube clips of old matches or, or, uh, you know, I've got all the, the flow grappling pro subscriptions and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, but yeah, it, it is nice to, to have, all these other journeys that jiu-jitsu will take you
0: definitely because i was going to ask that too like when like do you do you kind of remember or just kind of like notice that moment where like jiu-jitsu was like taking over like your everyday life like like you're saying like you you you're up watching you know youtube videos and everything else i'm that same way too where i'll be up you know if i'm up to three in the morning i'm just scrolling social media watching techniques and drills and everything else like it's just it definitely consumes you like it definitely consumes you oh yeah i don't know i don't know if i can say there was an exact
1: amount or or, or a certain day that i decided that um you know i i would catch myself um i would catch myself at work even you know that's kind of sad but I'd catch myself at work. I was working at a at a. I won't say I guess I won't say the name of the gym, but I was working at not a jiu-jitsu gym, but as a like, at a physical training, you know. Yeah. And I and I would just it'd be slow. I was my job was to sell memberships, you know. And I would just <laughs> watch jujitsu on my phone, man. And and the moment it hit five o'clock, I was out the door so I could make it to jujitsu at six. Um, you know, I don't maybe maybe it was when I got obviously i had a i had a love for it at this point but the po- the moment it maybe took really over for me was when i won my first tournament which was um a naga tournament oh nice in, in orlando and uh, obviously it was the white belt division i got gold in no gi and i got silver in gi that day so i can't say i won it completely but but i remember just uh unfortunately being the only guy from my gym that competed that day But I had some teammates there to support me. But you know, bringing home that that uh, gold medal for the first time, you know, uh, for for myself and anything. You know, I played sports in high school, but they were always team sports. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that jujitsu is not a team event. But at the same time, when you're competing, it is essentially you versus your opponent. You know, obviously your coaches and stuff have a have a part in that. But I think when I left there, left there that day with with the with the gold and silver medal even though that was not my first competition it was the first one uh, i won and
0: mm-hmm. uh
1: i think that really changed changed the direction of what i was going to what i what i thought i was going to do with it because at that time it was like yeah i'm going to train and one day i'll get my black belt and that'll be cool but you know now it's like i have to train i have to get my black belt i want to open a gym one day i want to give this gift that has been given to me back to people in in uh in my town because i'm from i'm from northeast alabama like I, said, I train in daytona beach but i'm from just absolute rural alabama that uh there's not really any jujitsu unless you get over to huntsville alabama which is going to be the closest city to myself mm-hmm. where i'm from that has it like there's a 10th planet over there and like some other places but or 10th planet decatur um but i would love to to not only just, you know, I don't want to just have my black belt and, and then start coaching. I want to build a resume of competition wins at the highest levels that then say, not only can I train you, but this is why you should train with me is because I have these medals on the wall, these belts on the wall. You know, I, I it was because it has changed my life uh, inside out completely. And I want to give that back to at least another person that maybe is in a position like I was before I started,
0: and dude, like I'm like I'm smiling from ear to ear from hearing you say that because I wish I would have found that that spark that you have um, for you know you know teaching and training and want to open your own school. Like I've always danced around the idea of like opening my own school and everything else because you know me being a brown belt and you know the next two years I'll be you know black or you know hopefully be you know tested for my black belt. And I always oh, think yeah. about that too. Like, you know, dang, what, like what's going to be next? Cause once you hit black belt, you know, obviously that's when jujitsu really starts. And yes, that's what I've heard. Yeah. It's, it really, it really, really starts at that moment. And I was thought about that. Like, you know, I teach at my, I'm assistant instructor at my, you know, my school I train at, but you know, I think about like, you know, I take on, you know, privates, I, you know, teach classes. I, you know, i am I'll be driving down the street and I'll see like, um, you know, a building. I might just stop in and just kind of like look at it like, oh, man, I can envision this being a school Matt's here, this here, this here, that here and, and whatnot. So like I share that share that same passion, man, like I would love to like eventually open my own school one day. And that's why I was like, well, you know what? Yeah, I need to kind of prove that I, I know this stuff. I need to prove that I can do this. So I was like, yeah, I should start doing tournaments like i i need to start competing to kind of really put myself out there and really test my merit when it comes to jujitsu
1: yeah i mean it's uh, obviously if you're you know uh uh you know a colored belt in jujitsu you can prove to someone that you're that you know what you're doing if you can convince them to come roll with you right right that's not always that's not always so easy but if you've got you know these pictures of you at competition these medals these belts, like you know, because uh, I remember kind of starting jujitsu, and you know, you find out that you know a black belt is you know ten plus years. Whereas you know uh, yeah, that kind of blew my mind. It's like, wait, what? You know, like it ta- it like that. This is that serious, mm-hmm. it, you know. And then because uh, you know you you have all these, at least for me, I had all these pictures in my mind of like, okay, well, like karate, taekwondo, all, and it's not to, it's not to diss on those arts, but it's like you know they get their their belts and much fewer years typically yeah uh, yeah so i found out you know i found that out and then it's like okay well well you know I'm, it's my first day here and I'm like, what's this blue belt what is this guy what is this guy all about you know i should be i should be not that far behind him and then you know a day one you just get absolutely crushed you can't move it's like okay so this is serious this is serious right. so you know obviously you can convince somebody if you can get them to go hands-on but you know you can't always do that so uh, there's got to be other ways to, con- to come across to a group of people that hey, this is for real, this is serious, uh, If you are serious about getting into a sport or you know uh, appreciating the history of the sport or if you're just wanting to do it for uh, a hobby or self-defense or what like this is the real deal, and you should come try it out. Uh, and I, f- I feel like that is a lot easier done or, or at least more efficient. If you have like a resume behind you of, you know, I won this in in the year 2015, and then 2017 I went to worlds, and then I'm not I did not do that, just to be clear. But you know,
0: uh, I was uh, say, oh, really?
1: <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Like, but you know, if you had that on the wall right there behind you, metaphorically speaking, like that would be a lot to me more convincing.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I I, I don't know. I guess people do. Yeah, people do need to see that because. It's it's really difficult trying to explain jujitsu to someone who n- doesn't know jujitsu. Like, Absolutely. You know, I I use I have like tons of I have like few hoodies of like you know ju- like different jujitsu hoodies and stuff like that. And you know, I I might get occasional one or two people that was like, oh, you know, what's that? And it's like, oh, you know, right. it's a martial art. And they like, say, oh, like karate? Like no. And yeah. it's like, oh, like yeah. what is it like? I'm like um i was like damn how can i'm like i always sit here like how can i explain this to someone like how can i explain jujitsu to somebody and i'm like well it's it's hard yeah it's very hard and i'm like i don't want to sound like sadistic but i'd be like you know it's like you know joint manipulation strangulations and blah 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 blah, blah." or you know i'll joke around like okay i'm teaching you how to fold people in their clothes like Right. It's like I don't know exactly how to explain it and it's not one of those things where I can just like pull up a video and show because they're just going to see two people just rolling around on the ground. And it's like yep. well, this is jiu and it's like, "Uh, eh, no, nah, I don't know about that."
1: Absolutely. It is kind of a a hard sport to watch if you're mm-hmm. not invested in it. Yeah. You know, I, I think the the best uh conclusion I came to in trying to explain it to someone is it was a uh, one of my friends she and she was asking me kind of about it and and uh i explained it to her kind of from almost from a wrestling standpoint because that's the closest thing and she ended up coming to the conclusion that, as she called it wrestling in cursive and so that's kind of what i've that's what i've started to use from that on from that point forward which obviously it's not it's not like wrestling but when i get that question i try to explain it as well it's like wrestling but instead of trying to pin your opponent you're trying to essentially make them give up you know you're trying to to put them in some sort of joint manipulation or some sort of strangulation that that will you know cause the fight to be over mm. rather than you know to pin their shoulders on the mat and that typically gets the point somewhat across but but you know there's no way to to really explain it because it's so nuanced and it's just so intricate right you know you watch it as an outsider and you see people playing footsie right but uh, it, you get immersed into it and then you understand that you know well, oh, he's got inside position. He's got socket. You know, he's got all these different controls. It doesn't look so simple anymore, or, or so basic, right? And and that's where it it does begin to get interesting.
0: Yeah. And um, I remember one moment. Uh, me and a, a few of the guys that we train with, we had went to uh, Twin Peaks, a little you know, little bar restaurant, and yeah, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember who was on the card, but um you know we're watching it and all of us obviously we we all train and we're like calling out stuff like hey don't do that don't do this fix this fix that fix this and then there's like this guy that was on the like at the other table he was getting frustrated because it was you know they were ground fighting but we're like hype and he's like kept looking back trying to figure out like what these guys are so excited about this shit is boring yeah so you know after the fight or something, I stood up and he was saying like, you know, he's like, man, this was this was a waste. I was like, no, this was a good fight. Yeah. And they're like, he's like, no, they was on the ground rolling around all day. I was like, that's jujitsu. And we're kind of like talking about it. And he was like, oh, so you must know that stuff. I was like, yeah, I'm a purple belt. That guy's right there is a purple belt. That guy's a brown belt. That guy's a blue belt. And like this whole table was like full of people who do jujitsu and everybody they, they, they was like, wow. They were, like, so amazed because they was like, y'all don't look like jiu-jitsu practice. Y'all don't don't look like y'all know how to fight. I was like, and that's the beauty of jiu-jitsu. Like, if you think of martial arts, they typically people think, like, big, bulky, strong, muscle-bound, superhero-looking guys. But in jiu-jitsu, Eric, it's all shapes and sizes. Yeah. From, like, the strongest kid to, yeah, you get muscle-bound guys, but it's typically smaller people. Yeah, and, and all body types
1: have their own sets of strengths, right? You know, like there's obvious advantages to being a bigger guy, but there's also advantages to being a small smaller guy, you know? So, yeah, it really is a an interesting sport in that sense.
0: Definitely. Definitely, definitely is. Um let's see. Well, um I mean, if you have any questions for me, you can, you know, you're free to ask. Um I'm just trying to think of what else to really ask. Oh, I do know that. So going back to uh like you competing, like do you remember like that feeling you got at your like your first competition?
1: Yeah. So uh being at a gym that focuses heavily on competition, I just dove right into it. I did a compet- I did my first tournament three months into training. You can go ahead and guess how that went. Not very good.
0: Right. You know? Three months in, but... you barely learned how to move. <laughs>
1: Yeah, not very good. Um, not at all. Uh, not at all good. But it was just a small local tournament. I did it. I loved every second of it, even though it was terrible. Um, but that first competition, you know, I got to see some teammates win. I got to feel that that real intensity of someone actually trying to submit you. Because obviously, yeah, you want to submit your training partners in the gym. But there's a level of intensity you just don't take it to. Right? Mm, yeah. So feeling, feeling that for the first time. Was like a second eye opener almost of like this person's actually trying to hurt me and I'm trying to hurt him. You know, uh, obviously, I don't want to really, really hurt my opponent in, in a, even in a match, but, but it that was, that was a moment for me that, that has stuck with me forever uh, from that first competition.
0: And so your first uh, competition to compare to your first time you said you won one, like was that your second tournament that you did when you won gold and silver?
1: No, I believe I did one in between there. Uh and I I got like a bronze medal that day on that second tournament. Uh but the Naga tournament was I think my third and it was also the biggest the the two local tournaments I had done prior were, you know, it's like a five man bracket kind of thing, four or five man bracket. Whereas Naga it was a it was their Biggest event post COVID at the time. I don't know if they've had a bigger one since then, but you know, especially in that white belt division, at I think I was about 145 pounds then. Mm-hmm. You had a lot of, we had a lot of, uh, we had a lot of competitors. I think my no gi was like 11 people in the bracket. So, and then I did gi pretty much right after that. So uh, that was a good time. And uh, like I said, I ended up being able to put on a really good show. Uh, I was able to get all in, in the in the gold medal run. I submitted every opponent. And then in Gi, I submitted every opponent except for the person I lost to, obviously, which mm-hmm. was in the finals. Sure. So. And, you know, I just, I felt like I was on top of the world in that sense. And, and I mean, there wasn't that long of a time. Like I said, I mean, I was three months in my first tournament. And then several months later, I'm a two stripe white belt. And I go and do, do perform pretty well at Naga. So, you know, I had a really good time, but, uh, one of our professors that we, he doesn't coach with us anymore, but he runs a small tournament. He he runs the Laleo code, uh, MMA or Laleo code BJJ. They do all the events. And, uh, you know, I I would get thrown into that kind of stuff because I trained for him and it's not even a bad thing. I enjoy it, but I am always kind of the, the lab rat in a sense of trying things out. I remember being in the advanced division as a, as a white belt at times just because he needed more people to fill that bracket. And, uh, you know, nobody's keeping count of what you win and lose in a tournament. Nobody's keeping count. So, you know, it's never bothered me to go out there and, and and be a white belt in the advanced division or move up two weight classes. Just this past weekend, I was grappling at 20 pounds heavier than my walk-around weight. And, and uh, it didn't work out in my favor in that match. But it's like, you know, whatever. I don't – it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, I'm going out there and I'm doing what I love. I'm putting my game on uh, and, and – and doing the best i can nobody's keeping score nobody's keeping count it's it's whatever you know
0: yeah and i don't know i don't i don't you know maybe you can answer this too because you you are a competitor but even like even like in you know in class and you're rolling with people that you roll with every single day it's just something about like yeah you get tapped i like your ego never shows unless you unless you come in with the ego but it's like you get tapped it's kind of like a hmm all right all right let's do this again
1: yeah no i mean there's no to me there's no shame in it and i think if you're going to make it any you know you can you can you can keep an ego for a little while but it, either if you're going to make it far in jiu-jitsu you either are not going to have an ego or jiu-jitsu is going to take that ego from you because if you hold on to it for dear life and you will not give it up there's just no way because jujitsu is so humbling. And in the moment you think you're the toughest guy on the mat, somebody else is going to walk on. There's just, there's just no way the people with the egos. They they typically don't make it past the trial class, or if they do, they stop showing up a few months later down the road, you know, I, and, and that's honestly one of the most beautiful parts of it. It's something I struggled with. You know, I, you don't, nobody wants to lose. Obviously that is hard. Nobody wants to lose, but at the same time, like, especially especially in training it's it's just your class like it's your teammates man like learn from it get over it and do better there, there's no shame in it there's no there's no this is not uh, a gladiator you know combat where, you, where you're actually going to die it's you tap it's over and if you're training you know you go again if it's a if it's an actual match you know obviously you're out of the tournament or you've lost your super fight or whatever but but who cares it, you, you're out there doing things with like-minded people with people that you love that's another thing i can't wrap my mind around is the people especially in jiu-jitsu because it's a relatively tight-knit community especially here in central florida it's a relatively small community uh, you know in the grand scheme of things and how in the world are you going to have an ego how are you going to be mean-mugging your opponent or or angry at your opponent when you lose or or you know, not want to slap bump before the match because you're you're willingly competing in a relatively small sport with a like-minded individual who's who's likely going to be around your same skill level. So they've probably been training about the same time as you. Like, they should be your friend. They should be your number yeah, one friend, especially yeah. the opponents that you face in actual matches, because they're not going to sugarcoat anything for you. If you have holes in your game, they're going to expose those. And that's where you learn the most. That's where I think, I mean, maybe it's obviously different for everybody else, but, but for me, those moments where I'm really getting the pressure put on me, that's when, you know, obviously it sucks in the moment, but it's like, hey, now I know what I'm failing at. And, and there's no shame in that. There's no, I don't want to get up and not shake hands or not hug or after the match. Like it's, it's just part of it and it's making you better.
0: Yeah. Yeah and you know like for example the guy that uh you know i did at you know did the tournament against because it was literally just me and him and i i hate that i i didn't get his information um i probably can find it somehow but like i'm sorry if you can hear this uh hello this plane flying by but um yeah so like you know we we know we rolled then after the tournament you know we we literally just sat there and had like a full hour conversation about the role and about him competing, he you know he because he competed a lot, and you know he was giving me tips and pointers about competing and everything else, and it was just like man, that is so cool because yeah, granted he didn't have to do that, but yeah, we're in a sport where it's a very small, you no, know, it's not really like a it's known, but it's not really known for jujitsu. Like when you think about it, it's like you you either think MMA or you think crazy jujitsu or you yep. know you know bigger names like that but yeah this is a very very tight knit group and i mean a tight knit sport and yeah these are these has to be by far the most humble the humblest people i've ever met like you make instant friends instant family just because you two guys share this this sport and it's 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 utterly amazing to me because of that
1: yeah i agree completely and then even beyond that is you should be grateful to train with people that are not your training partners when you're competing, because obviously when you're rolling with your training partners, you guys have been learning the same thing as each other day after day after day. Yep. Right. When you go to an open mat or you go to a tournament or you go to a super fight, you get to, you essentially are shown unless you just absolutely dominate your opponent, you get to, you get to get a little piece of what they've been learning at their academy for free. Yeah. You know, because they're (laughs) doing it to you and that that is just the best part i mean you get you you come out of you should come out of every competition or every training session or every open mat a little bit better than you left and the only reason i can think of that you wouldn't come out a little bit better than you left is if you let your ego stop you from accepting it
0: definitely definitely and i i feel like that is something Obviously, that's that, I don't think that's necessarily something you can teach, but that's definitely something you can learn within yourself going into this sport because everyone wants to be the do, you know, the dominant guy. Everyone wants to be the superstar and never get submitted and just tapping everybody on a whim. Like no, man, you can't, you can't, you can't go in that mindset because no, for, because for one, you know, yeah, that it's a egos are just just stupid to have in in general. Two. There's a possibility that you can get hurt or you can hurt your, your training partner or your you know or your opponent in a tournament because you didn't want to tap or you you know you got caught in something and then you're throwing elbows or doing something that you there's no need for, you know? Like just yeah, if you absolutely. get caught in something, like even like even in class, like we we don't have too many white belts anymore, but yeah, when I even roll with white belts, i let them work. If they catch me or something yeah I'll tap I mean I, I don't I don't care like if I get tapped by a white belt or, or underbelt. if we're really rolling then we, then there's a then there's a different story but if we're like you know training and we're repping stuff or we're just just going over just like making them work yeah i'll I'll sloppily throw an arm out or like hey watch what you're doing look what you got in front of you and then i you know I'm teaching them as I go like I'm teaching them how to finish a kamor while being kamor yeah, absolutely. So yeah, man, jujitsu was awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure.
1: You know, the way we've always described it in my gym and it's uh you know, I've I've been on the beneficiary side of this as a white belt and then now, you know, getting up there in the blue belt, I'm starting to to get to allow this to happen to, you know, some of like the trial guy classes or what you know, trial class guys or whatever. But, you know, it's uh reward good behavior. Right. If they've got good form on a guard pass, even though, yeah, you can retain your guard. Go ahead. Let them guard. Go ahead. Let them pass. Yeah, because that's you know, you're keeping the training wheels on. You're if, if they if they get a good grip, uh, you know, around your neck and they're, you know, they're about to go for the guillotine or something. Let them finish it because you're rewarding the good behavior. You know, no. You know, obviously, like you said, you're a brown belt if that white belt that, you know, you let tap you. If that white belt gets up and says, oh, I tapped a brown belt today, well, anybody who knows anything about jiu-jitsu is going to be like, oh, man, you know, that's awesome. But it, in the back of their mind, they're like, yeah, right. You know, so, right. the, I, you know, it's not like it's not like they're going to say that and then people are going to think less of you for letting them do that, you know. Uh, and then, obviously, if, if you're on a coaching standpoint or you're on a trying to grow an academy of your own, you know, you need to reward good behavior, you need to have that confidence boost in your students to keep them around and, and to, you know, they might bring a friend or something. So there's just, there's so many benefits to just not having an ego when it comes to training with your teammates.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's, you know, it's like so rewarding sometimes, you know, being in an instructor, I'm always in an instructor's mindset. Like I can't help it at this point because I've been assistant instructor since a two-strike blue belt. Um, So, even rolling with people. And it's like, I'll let them, like I said, I'll let them work or, you know, just to see, like, if we set the clock for like, we just say do a three minute roll. I'll let them work for like two, two of those minutes and then I'll kick it up and, you know, go for the finish or just make them work even harder. And as soon as that's done, I'm like, okay, come back, let's fix this. Let me, let me show you what you did wrong. Let me show you what you could have done and what you've missed. Yeah, and it's like you know they appreciate that more. Like no one wants to come into a sport they know nothing about. It's already intimidating when you see color on a belt, and you're steamrolling these people. Like like no, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose good people that way, because you're gonna like kill their confidence and kill everything in them before they even get a chance to try. Because you you know you want to be a, a dick about it.
1: Uh, absolutely.
0: Yeah, that I I never I don't understand that how people can be so like barbaric like that to people, but that's a whole other conversation.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Now the same way people are not gonna think less of you if you tap if you you know tap to a lower belt because you're helping them train. On the flip side of that, if you're just steamrolling the the lower belts, they are going to think less of you. You know, your teammates are gonna kind of start to view you as a matte bully right Mm -hmm. and that's a good thing you don't want you don't want one you don't want to be one of those and you don't want one of those in your academy obviously being a blue belt there's still plenty of people in my gym that can just just roll me up in a ball if they want to you know and sometimes they do because we train pretty hard but it's never and it's but you know they know that i'm okay with that number one but you know and it's never out of a place of ego or never out of a place of of um aggression when they do that to me they know that that's kind of our style right you know i've been there for almost three years now so they know that we're okay with it but you know you get a guy that's been there for a month and you you know blast double and slam him down on the mat and then just be a you know be a bully that that's not a good look for you it's not a good look for the team
0: no not at all and as a you know as an upper belt who loves, you know love to teach i still learn from rolling with lower belts especially white belts because you know they're spastic so I have to learn how to keep myself calm you know get used to the this you know being scratched or you know um a elbow or, or head butt like we'll be rolling and I'll, I can't tell you how many times I've, I don't call it elbow to the jaw or oh, yeah. you know a knee to the neck and, and it's like it's they like oh my god I'm so, I'm so sorry I'm like no it's fine it's fine yeah I'm just just keep working just keep working but yeah, I, yeah. That, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say that kind of goes back to like, if if you
1: were to have to use your martial arts in the street, right? If mm-hmm. you were to have to use it in real life, that person that you're using it on, most likely, is going to be spastic, and you're going to catch an elbow, and you're going to catch a knee. So, learning how to control that is is
0: beneficial to your very, to your progress. Very. Very, but yeah, it's like you said because nine times out of ten, you don't the you know the person that you get to this altercation with yeah they don't know anything, so it's like okay, if I if I have to fight this guy, I know what to expect because he's gonna be fr- you know flailing every single limb he has he's gonna be rolling and you know grabbing fingers and trying to grab you know the your my shirt I was gonna say rash guard but my shirt and like, yeah, you just kind of have to be able to handle that. Of course. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, is there is there anything else you want to add? Is there anything you want to promote? Shout, out, You know, obviously, I would love for you to shout out your school. But if there's any competitions you got coming up or any events at your school personally that you guys are doing, man, the, you know, the floor is yours.
1: Yeah. So, obviously, shout out Elite BJJ, which takes place at Elite Muay Thai, which Uh, is a relatively small program in daytona beach florida it's at 2400 south ridgewood street south daytona florida Uh, first class always free obviously if anybody ever wants to drop in uh, we have open mats on sunday that are free and open to everyone obviously you're just gonna have to sign a waiver uh, to anybody that's in central florida uh, come see us or if you're visiting come see us we love to have everybody over there we've got a great group of guys and a great Uh, coach currently coach coach Matt who's about to go test for his black belt soon We we lost our professor leo there for a little bit He's you know going on to bigger and better things with his promotion But shout out coach matt for uh, you know really stepping up and and helping us out there Uh, or if you're in central florida, you know a lot of people come visit disney world and stuff in orlando and Uh, not far from orlando is sanford florida on sundays You can go to cogito at cogito Jiu Jitsu. You can find it on google every Sunday from 12 to two uh, absolute killer sessions just round after round open mat and it's typically a pretty big open mat uh, and they do they do a minimum one dollar or do- donation or purchase uh, for for entry there so I can't say it's completely free but obviously you can drop a dollar in and, and train for two hours you know you're not gonna get that anywhere else so uh, I'm pretty much there every Sunday so come see us. Uh, anytime and and uh, I guess that's really all I've got
0: (laughs) all right man well uh, well, that's the end of today's episode I would like to you know extend my thanks again to Hank for you know blessing us with his um his knowledge and his experience with jujitsu I really hope everyone did enjoy the show and our experiences uh please go follow our Facebook and Instagram page to stay up to date on our future updates this has been Talk Your Jits Podcast Keep rolling. Keep grinding. And remember, long live jujitsu. Have a great day.